You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into your Friday edition of the podcast, coming to you a little bit later than normal, but plenty to get to nonetheless on today's edition. We look back at the final day of BYU football availability for week two of spring ball. What did we learn? We'll get to some of the highlights, some of the comments from guys like Puka Nakua and Aaron Roderick. We'll also talk about BYU basketball, a final check-in on bracketology on a Friday ahead of Selection Sunday. What are the chances BYU finds themselves in the field of 68. We'll try and project that. And we'll also catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. A huge win once again for the BYU baseball program. They take down and get another Power 5 opponent and the 6th ranked team in the country. What an impressive feat that was. Can they do it again tonight? We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 11th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day every day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU. And once again, a big thank you for downloading and listening to this show. All right, let's talk some BYU. BYU football. They had their final practice of week two of spring ball yesterday in the SAB, uh, well not the SAB, the indoor practice facility, the IPF. Uh, but they, I think the biggest storylines coming out of football right now are that this team, they're motivated. And we're going to get to that and explain exactly what I mean by that. But the biggest thing I think to take away from this team right now is that they feel like they have an opportunity to yet again accomplish something special in this upcoming season. Obviously there are a lot of factors both inside and outside of their control that contribute to all of that but if you listen to Malik Moore he thinks the Cougars are poised to do something special this year everybody just feels like we're all just gonna go crazy like it's just a good feeling like you feel it in practice like dang like we really got a special team you know we got a good team coming in next year so I think everybody is really just on the same page getting it done it feels like we're going to be unstoppable it feels like the next season is going to be even better and uh we're just setting it up for the future whoever's to come next up they see it sit. Now, I don't know if Malik Moore is just trying to motivate his teammates, but I would take him at his word. He's a guy that I think really feels like this team could do something special. Obviously, I've talked about this on this podcast, that I feel like BYU's offense could be absolutely special this season. And I'm... The defense, man, the guy like Malik Moore, he is a very good player. And the sum total of the parts on BYU's defense need to come together to make a better effort and a better defense than the way they showed in 2021, especially if they want to have, as he talked about, one of those special seasons go crazy and leave it, uh, leave a nice foundation for the next crew of guys to come up and continue that excellence that Kalani Sitake and everybody inside the BYU football program is chasing. I I look at this and I, I'm actually happy that he is talking about this. And then Puka Nakua, who's on the offensive side of the football, which I think is already on 
on pace to be absolutely incredible this year. Well, he was asked a similar question based off of what Malik Moore had to say. And here's what Puka had to say about the motivation for this team as they look towards the upcoming campaign. Yeah, I think there definitely is like a, or an energy that we bring as a sense of confidence and a sense of not necessarily revenge, but a sense of pride that we, we didn't have in the, the UAB game of kind of letting that game, our, our last game of the season down. And uh, that's something that it's a dirty taste in everybody's back of their mouth. So although we know we played some good football last year uh, we didn't finish it the way the way we wanted to so coming into the next season like this there's no more ifs ands buts about it as soon as we hit the field on I, th- I don't know when when the date is but we play usf in florida so it'll be fun and as soon as that that first kickoff starts everybody knows that everything that we've been working for right now is going to pay off anybody who watched that bowl game i think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall as it played out this team was a little down on themselves going into this game probably felt like they deserved to play in a better bowl game this past season and it reflected in their overall play in that loss to UAB. UAB took it to them. They were motivated to be there and BYU played like they weren't motivated to be there. I I don't know if I'm uh, saying anything that I shouldn't say, but I'm really happy that Puka acknowledged. I said we did not finish the season we wa- like like we wanted to, and we want to be better moving forward. And I'm glad for him to be able to come out and say that now because similar to Malik Moore, the possibility right now for BYU to establish another year of a special season, another double-digit win season, one of those seasons that keeps you in the national consciousness, is in the making for the Cougars. It's the final season before they join the Big 12. You would like to go into that conference. A guy like Puka could be part of the crew that leads BYU into that early part of their Big 12 membership. And you want to be playing and competing at the highest level once you do that. You don't want to limp into that conference because when you go into that conference, these teams know what BYU has accomplished as an independent. And they're going to say, well, okay, good for you guys as an independent. Now you're playing quote-unquote big boy football here in the Big 12. Well, you got to capitalize on that. And I'm actually really glad that Puka acknowledged the fact that the end of last season, the way they went out in that bowl game, it's a motivating factor as they look forward here. And I'm glad that he and Malik Moore are looking forward to an upcoming season that they believe could be something really cool. Now, Aaron Roderick is BYU's offensive coordinator, as you all know, and after both Malik and Puka talked about the motivation for BYU and what they feel like they can accomplish this season, well, here's what Aaron had to say, Coach Roderick had to say, about what he expects from this program. Sure, yeah, I mean, that's part of our culture. We're trying to we're trying to play with a lot of confidence and at the same time have a, you know, a grounded sense of humility and understand that you know, things that have tripped us up in the past and try to improve on those things, but you know, we also have know we have a good team and we can play with anybody. Coach Roderick's confidence in this team is actually something I really enjoy hearing him talk about. This is a guy who doesn't go out there and just throw around, we have the best team, blah, blah. It's not him blowing smoke. When he's confident in a team, he'll let you know. you got to pay attention to how he says it. He's not going to go out there and make it explicitly clear and yell it in your face that BYU is good, but he believes that this team has the capability of being very, very talented and accomplishing a lot this year. So it's actually really good to hear these players and coaches talking about 
about BYU's opportunity. Obviously, there's still work to be done. You've got to continue to improve yourself. You're going to face some really big games. I mean, here in Las Vegas, I'm staying literally, it feels like in the shadow of Allegiant Stadium down here, and they're putting up billboards on that stadium for the Notre Dame Shamrock Series game. It doesn't mention BYU randomly. It's just weird, but it says it says the Shamrock Series game, which will be against BYU here at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. There are some really big opponents on BYU's schedule. The biggest thing is making sure that the Cougars are ready for them when they come. They're going to face off against the likes of Arkansas, who had a really resurging year last year. There are some big, big games on BYU's schedule this year, and the opportunity for them to win another double-digit, for them to rack up another another double-digit win season it's there. The potential is there, but the work has to be done. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll get to some more of the highlights, media availability. I really liked what Puka Nakua had to say, as well as Lopini Katoa, the uh, comments from them on BYU's offense and some of the things that they feel like are both being accomplished and could be accomplished, I think should give you further confidence in this team. We'll get to those here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love this company. They're the best tasting protein bars that I have ever ever had. But more importantly, when you support our friends at Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football in the process. Most of you know, but if you don't, BYU football, all the players in the program have a name, image, and likeness agreement with Built Bar. It pays them money to endorse the products, but I'm endorsing Built Bar just as much as those football players are. And when you support Built Bar, you get to enjoy the best tasting protein bars that you've ever had while also supporting BYU football via that NIL agreement. So go to Built.com right now, place your order there. They've got incredible flavors, both fruit and uh, non-nut and just uh, chocolate flavors. The, the best part is you can find a flavor in that bunch that I believe that you will truly enjoy. I have probably a list of 10 different bars that I am a huge fan of. They've been a big part of my residency, as I'm calling it here in Las Vegas. They've been empowering me throughout this week as I head home today. And I would encourage you guys to give them a shot as well. So go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. It's the best tasting protein bar that you will ever have. And at the same time, you can help support the BYU football program by purchasing them and also save some money using that promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. So don't delay. Get to the website, built.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. Support our friends at Built Bar and in the process, support the BYU football program as well. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown taking place March 14th. That'll be Monday right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast feed as well as YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling will give you in-depth breakdowns of every matchup along your bracket. We're going to talk more about BYU and where they might find themselves in the bracket if they find themselves in the bracket here in just a moment. Let's get to some more BYU football audio from practice yesterday. And I... This offense for BYU has a chance to be one of the legendary offenses, it feels like. It feels like this team has every piece in place. Obviously, you're hoping a guy like Isaac Rex makes a full recovery and he's able to rejoin this offense in the offseason. But the the biggest thing is they got to find the running back. And it feels like Chris Brooks is probably going to be the lead guy at running back for BYU. But I think the rest of the pieces for BYU's offense are in place and ready to do something special. And that's what Lopini Katoa was talking about yesterday. He said that in his experience, because he's a sixth year senior this year, it's crazy to think he's been 
been around BYU as long as he has. It might have been even longer than that. But nonetheless, he's been around the program enough. He has seen both the highs and lows of the BYU offense during uh, Kalani Satake's run as head coach. Well, what does Lopini think of this offense and what they would like to accomplish this season? We've all been to the end of the season and we've just been that close, you know, to something special, something we're always we'll always remember, you know, and so we don't want to leave on a bad note, you know, this next season. We have a lot of our returners and so yeah, we definitely want something great out of this next season. I think Lopini Katoya just kind of continues the theme of today's show, and it's the confidence and just kind of the bullish feeling that BYU inside the program has about their chances this year. Obviously, as, as I mentioned, there's still plenty of work to go into it. And Puka Nakua, uh, there are two other pieces I want to get to from Puka Nakua's media session yesterday, I think that are very important, going back to what I talked about with the work still needing to be done. So let's start off with this, because Puka Nakua is going to be leading the wide receiving core alongside Gunnar Romney this year, but he won't have his older brother, Samson, or they won't have Neil Pau'u in the lineup. So what about some of these younger guys? Who is standing out to him in terms of what he is seeing on the field? And here is who Puka thinks is ready to step up and carry on in the absence of both Samson and Neil. Cody Epps uh, coming back from his injury and stuff, but it's been super fun. We, uh, he, I love talking uh, the, the nitty gritty of the, the receiver position with him, and he's always willing to learn. He's always asking questions and stuff. And then um, I think Chase Roberts, too. I mean, those are, I think, two guys that we have heard the name before, and they've done some stuff. And I, I've worked with Chase in high school, but to see them improve and kind of get into the football groove of getting the spring ball touches of playing 11 on 11 football is super fun to see them all the work that they've put in before and to see it all work out it's been super fun to see them run routes look smooth and get it down so it's those two guys to stand out well they're the two names a lot of you have been asking me about what do you about what do you know about chase roberts jake what do you know about cody Epps? well you heard it from one of the guys who knows the position as as good as anybody inside the BYU football program apparently puka is a big believer in cody Epps as well as chase roberts i've also heard that terrence fall and keanu hill are really showing some nice things so i'm actually feeling pretty confident about the wide receiving core for byu and obviously it all depends on the quarterback getting these guys the ball and samson uh, not samson Speaking of Puka, excuse me, Puka Nakua, uh, at the tail end of his media session yesterday, he had actually had a really funny comment about the work he has been putting in and his uh, the continuity, I guess, that exists between him and Jaron Hall, as Jaron is the presumed number one quarterback returning as the starter there for BYU. And here's what Puka had to say about his work with Jaron and how important it is that both of them are coming back and already having a relationship, having played together. I think so. Just like the timing reps, especially for me, like I don't want to miss any any timing connection the, the little things that he might think that I'm not paying attention to I'm always trying to pay attention to because he likes things a certain way and he's QB1 so if he likes to spin the ball a certain way or he wants me to break out of my cut a certain way I'm like whatever you say I'll make you right dog whatever you say I'll make you right dog that's actually a really good mentality to have because the quarterback that's what they want they are for lack of a better term they're the alphas and I know that alpha has a really weird connotation especially in this day and age and especially around the state of Utah in light of recent events, but they have to take control. And that's what Jaron's job is to do is to point out to Puka, okay, this is how I want you to run this route. This is where I want you to make this break. This is where I want you to break it. Like all the different nuances that go into the quarterback receiver relationship. It's one of those things that every team you're going to find differences because every quarterback doesn't do things the same way. There are different things that they all kind of try to recreate in their own way, but they have their own nuances and their own spin on things and that's how they're going to operate so it's actually really nice that puka already has experience playing with jaron hall and vice versa so 
I'm actually really, really happy to hear that they're talking about this and understanding, okay, we got to get on the same page here. We got to work together to accomplish what we want to accomplish as a BYU football program. So I don't know. I guess the thing today is the bullish feeling inside the BYU football program about their chances this season. There's still a long way to go. They've still got three weeks of spring ball. They'll be back on the field on Monday. I'll be back in town. I'll be out there for the media observation period of practice, bringing you exclusive conversations. What I see and observe, we'll get to all of that. It's been a long week here in Las Vegas, but I'm excited to be back out there covering BYU football in person. But coming up here in just a moment, we need to talk about a big event happening this weekend. That is Selection Sunday and the chances the BYU basketball program will see their NCAA dreams fulfilled. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment, as well as catching you up on where other teams are in action this weekend. And we also got to talk about the huge win for BYU baseball last night at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. So it's still a lot more to get to. But let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us, my friends. For all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting, in your favorite Vegas casino games. They've got everything, as I said, beyond basketball, football, tiddlywinks, cricket. I, I don't know what sport you're interested in. Hockey, UFC, uh, boxing. They've got it all for you guys. So head to the website today. That's betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you now. It's all courtesy of Bet Online, where the game starts. Before we go on this Friday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off with bracketology for the men's basketball program. The women's team is going to find themselves, I feel like, as a five or a six seed in the NCAA women's tournament. On the men's side of things right now, it's anybody's guess as to what is going to happen. I am of the opinion, this is just me speaking, that BYU is going to find themselves as maybe one of the first two or three or four teams out. And that's what it looks like on Joe Lunardi's bracketology. But a guy that traditionally is actually kind of a BYU hater for lack of a better term a guy who just doesn't necessarily believe in BYU and traditionally leaves them lower in the bracket or even outside the bracket when most people have them in is Jerry Palm from CBS Sports this year it's kind of flipped Jerry Palm has been a believer in BYU making the field and he still has them as a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament selection Sunday is going to be very interesting for the BYU basketball program because even if they don't make it expect to see them as a one or a two seed at the very worst in the NIT and that will be a disappointment I understand that for this program and the crazy thing is to think had they be in uh, both Santa Clara and Pacific on that fateful weekend out there in the Bay Area you're able to inbound the ball and take care of things in the final 43 seconds against Santa Clara and you don't let that loss linger over into an absolutely demoralizing and just crushing loss at Pacific BYU probably is actually in the NCAA tournament and feeling pretty happy about themselves And it's crazy to think that two games could affect that, but that's really how close it has been for BYU this year. We'll find out on Sunday. As I said, I am not confident in BYU actually getting in. I feel like they're going to be just on the outside looking in, but hoping that I am wrong about that. And on Monday, we're talking about BYU being seated somewhere and headed somewhere for the NCAA tournament. Now on to other news in BYU sports. Let's start with BYU baseball. They got their biggest win since 2013 when they beat number two LSU, then number two LSU. 
against you with an eight to six victory over number six Oklahoma State last night in Globe Life Park, the home of the Texas Rangers down there in Arlington, Texas. What an incredible game this was. Ryan Cepeda came off. I hope I pronounced his last name correctly. Uh, he came off the bench with the bases loaded and two outs in the fifth inning and deposited a fastball into the left field seats to give BYU a grand slam and gave them the margin of victory. They would enjoy that eight to six win over the Oklahoma State Cowboys. A huge, huge victory for BYU. As I said earlier this week, if BYU were to take one or two games, win this series against Oklahoma State, it'd go even further to legitimize the incredible start that BYU has had as a team. And the funny thing about this is BYU is now eight and three on the season, my friends, and they are five and zero versus Power Five competition. And it's pretty impressive what the Cougars have done. Excuse me, they're six and zero. Oh, so yeah, five and zero versus Power Five teams. Six and zero when scoring six or more runs. They will meet to get meet together. Not meet together. Play against one another again tonight. That'll be at five thirty p.m. Mountain Time in the second game of the three game series at Globe Life Park. The second game will be tomorrow afternoon. Both games will be broadcast live on Facebook Live, so you can go to BYUCougars.com and get the link to watch it. It'll also be broadcast on the radio. Greg Rubel will be on the call on the BYU Sports Network. That'll be on BYUCougars.com, the BYU Cougars app, and 107.9 FM if you want to tune into the broadcast of those games. BYU softball suffered a 5-0 loss in five innings to number 23 Arizona State in the opener of their Sun Devil Classic uh, down there in Tempe. Uh, they will be back in action uh, today. They take on Grand Canyon. It'll be at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time. It'll be on ESPN Plus if you want to watch the women's softball program in action. As I mentioned, baseball 5.30 tonight. Men's volleyball also in action tonight, looking to snap that nine-match losing streak. They're hosting Concordia Irvine uh, out of California at the Smith Fieldhouse. Both uh, matches tonight and tomorrow night at 7 o'clock for the Cougars. Women's gymnastics will also have their regular season finale as they host the University of Arizona tomorrow at noon. Uh, you can go to the Smith Fieldhouse and watch the women's uh, gymnastics program in action. And then also BYU softball in action tomorrow. They'll uh, take on Ball State. That'll be at noon Mountain Time. They had another game against the University of Missouri, Kansas City canceled. I don't know what the reason was for that, but they will not play that game. So they'll only play the three games it looks like down there in uh, in. Tempe, Arizona against Grand Canyon and Ball State today. And then the final thing I wanted to talk about on today's show is, oh, excuse me, I also missed this. They're also going to take on uh, Rutgers today. I apologize. So they'll be the, they have four games. They also have Rutgers today at noon Mountain Time. So it'll be a doubleheader day, Rutgers and then Grand Canyon. So I apologize. I screwed up uh, looking over the schedule for BYU softball. Final thing today is best of luck to all the indoor track athletes for BYU. There are only two on the men's side of things that are going to this and actually two of them are the both of them are pole vaulters zach mcwarder who's the favorite to win the national title he has jumped 19 feet two and one quarter inches which is the highest of anybody in the country this year uh caleb witzkin uh has jumped 18 at two and a, 18 feet two and a half inches both of them are, are going into this as very highly rated as i mentioned mcwarder number one in the country witzkin is number seven they're the only male athletes competing for byu at the indoor national championships this weekend 
But on the women's side of things, there are a number of athletes competing. Haley Folsom Walker will be running in the pentathlon or competing in the pentathlon, excuse me. She is number 12 in the country currently. Kaylee Faulkner will also be competing in the women's pole vault. She has jumped 14 feet, three and three quarters inches. She is tied for 15th in the country. Claire Seymour will be running in the 800 meters. She's tied for seventh this year in that event. Courtney Guayman, who is the defending national champion in the women's 5,000 meters. She is going to be competing in the 5,000 meters as well as I believe the distance medley relay, which is ranked number six in the country. And then Sierra Tidwell Alfin will be competing in the women's high jump. She is eighth in the country this year. And then once again, Courtney Wayman, she'll also run the 3,000 meters and she is the number two time in the country this year. So a big opportunity for BYU women in the track and field space to have a nice showing at nationals. And hopefully uh, Zach McWhorter can bring home that individual title in men's pole vault there at the indoor national championships that's taking place this weekend. We'll have a full recap of how everything goes for them on Monday's edition of the show. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. On Monday, we'll recap the weekend that was in BYU sports. Hopefully, we're talking about BYU men's basketball in the NCAA tournament. We'll find out where BYU women are also slated in the women's bracket. So we still got a lot to break down, and we'll have it all covered for you guys on Monday's edition of the podcast. Now go make your second listen today. Our friends over at the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast, they bring the NFL Draft to life. Prospects, how front offices work, the philosophy going into the draft, they got it all covered for you guys. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcast. And that's going to do it for me. I am headed back to the 801. It's been a fun time down here in Las Vegas in the 702, but looking forward to getting home and having more great coverage for you you guys on Monday. Until then, have a great rest of your day and great rest of your weekend. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 11th, 2022, and we will talk to you guys on Monday.